You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. Well, you are very welcome. I am Ahanu, and this is my lovely Angel Rose. Not often you see my lovely Angel Rose, and she looks like she's wrapped up for the wintertime, and I'm ready for the summertime. I know. Well, it took a turn for the worst about a half an hour ago. It did. It suddenly got chilly. I may actually exit very shortly for something to wrap myself, because I do feel the chill. Now... What's been coming up for us lately is this whole business of spiritual leadership. We're finding that there's people around us, close to us, physically, as in this area, but also in the spiritual community that are talking more and more about spiritual leadership as time goes on. And they're looking for that kind of spiritual leadership from our political leaders as well. Good luck. Good luck is right. But (laughs) no, we have to entertain the possibility. Yes. And we find it a very attractive proposition because heretofore, people who have been in leadership may well have been spiritual, but were reticent, let's say, about allowing their spirituality to come out in their work, in their leadership, in their businesses, in their companies, and in their commerce. And that's what we're seeing is changing. And that's a really interesting possibility in my mind. Right. Well, we will be discussing what spiritual leadership actually is. And indeed, leadership itself, because that's kind of an interesting word. Especially when we're trying to get over the authority problem absolutely in yes. the world, so that whole topic of leadership to me is kind of filled with pros and cons. You are absolutely right. And how because, do you keep the ego yes out of leadership? We're trying to move away from hierarchies and go into flat structures and all of that, which we've seen actually with some businesses in the likes of Silicon Valley and that there has been that kind of a move, a gentle move towards a testing the waters as it were. And it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. But we have somebody who's coming on today by the name of Lev Natan. And he he runs the the Medicine Tree Center over on the east coast of the United States. And we want to talk to him about what he's doing and what his exposure is to this whole idea of spiritual leadership. So we're looking forward to having him on very shortly. Mr. Lev Natan is the owner and founder of the Medicine Tree, uh, uh, an organization that really uh, looks to provide guidance and and leadership in this whole area of spiritual leadership. And what we've been finding in the past is that there's a lot of people who feel the, the need and the urge within themselves to step into that. But because there's no model out there, we have we don't see many of those spiritual leaders in business now we do see them in the world of spirituality of course but there, that, that merging hasn't happened and i do believe that that's the kind of thing that you do so can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do in this field of spiritual leadership mm-hmm. well first of all i Thank you. I really appreciate this opportunity to have this conversation and that the, the context that you are creating. And 
I would like to just begin by saying I'm on my own path, and I, uh, as I walk more and more with each new step, each new day, I, I find more and more reasons to be very humble um, and, and to understand that really it's, you know, the teachers that I've had and that I continue to uh, connect with really help me to start with a beginner's mind that I, I really know very little. I don't, my, the, the teacher that I have who I, uh, as, as a spiritual teacher for me, uh, he's, he's my adopted granddad, uh, from the Navajo tradition. He, he's, he's been practicing, uh, you know, the work that he does for 40 years. And he always says, Oh, I, I don't really know much at all about this. And, right. and so, you know, um, I'm learning from him in that way, you know, that, that it's, uh, really important to, to just, uh, do the best that we can each and every day. Um, but that's, but that's a good thing. Well, you know, you're touching on a number of different, very important things there, especially for us and for where we are. Just the other day, Angel, as you'll remember, we were in a little spiritual discussion with it, with a small community here where we are in Bend, Oregon. And one of the guys there were saying, oh, we're, we're in universal beings. We're spiritual beings where the body's all an illusion. Now, all that's fine. But what he was saying was, pay no attention to gurus and leaders and teachers because you're all of that. You, you are the boss. You are the teacher. You are the guru. You are... And while we can understand that there is a place for that, there's also a place, I believe, for understanding that in some cases we can be just as children in kindergarten needing to learn things from somebody else. We do need to know certain things before we can know other things. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So uh, what's your opinion of that? Do you, do you think that we're we're ready for big universal spiritual leadership like that? Well, I, you know, I, I think what I've learned on this, my, my own path of, of finding meaning in, in my life, um, and through connecting with others and being of service, the best that I can be is that there's paradox that the spiritual path is, has paradox so, while I, I, I want to start by communicating a sense of humility that everything that I know is really, um, it's a mystery how I came to be where I am, you know, and I'm grateful for the teachers that I have and and all the challenges, too, that, that, I, that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so from that place, it's important to always to be walking you know, uh, with, with humility, I think, and, and a beginner's mind so that we, another teacher I had, uh, a number of years ago, he was my, uh, I was studying Qigong and Tai Chi. He was telling me that his teacher would, um, would always tell him, if you call me a master, it means that I'm dead. Well, it means that I'm never going to 
continue to grow and to learn. You can only call me a master once I've already died, in other words. Don't, don't call me a master if I'm still alive. It means I'm still growing. You know, the idea of a master or a guru is, is that you've arrived at the end. And I think the, the, um, the, the main uh, focus of this time that we're living in is that there is so much that's always changing mm-hmm. and so rapidly with such complexity that what's most important is to focus on what are the practices and the ways of being with ourselves and with each other that can help us to be attuned to the, the complexity of change and to be in a process of adapting in creative ways. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that's the kind of leadership that, you know, I am really passionate about bringing into uh, businesses and organizations and with uh, leaders who are in positions of responsibility and decision making. <laughs> Can you give us an example of how you would deal with people in leadership? What kind of guidance do you give them or how does that, what does that look like for you? Um, well, I always, my, the foundation of my work and my practice is, is working with sound. Um, so, and so sound, um, first it's, it's always about sound is a, is a way to bring us back to ourselves, to a sense of being embodied and to have, uh, a connection and develop a relationship with our heart intelligence, really the heart coherence, this coherence between the mind and the heart. Um, and the, 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 I said the intelligence already, but I guess I can say it again of the heart. It's very important at this time because that intelligence connects us to our sense of integrity and what's right and, um, you know, and, and really our courage to do what's right uh, and to know what's right in our gut, you know, in, in, in our bodies. So, whether I'm working in a group setting or with an individual client, the, the beginning of the session is always about taking some deep breaths, slowing down, moving from the move the the mind that needs to do and do. And I and I, I have that mind too. I need to do these practices myself, you know, to slow down and take deep breaths and energize the cells of our body with oxygen and, and then, um, do very simple practices to vibrate the body with energy. Um, so just taking deep breaths and then humming, you do humming and then you toning the vowel sounds. Um, and depending on who I'm working with, you know, I, I start with, with just, the basics and then we'll grow over the course of our relationship. Um, so, but that's the, the, the basics. I mean, we could do a, a, a 10 breath practice or five breath practice right now, if you'd like it. And you'll see in the body, it's, it, it vibrates. Let's do that. But before we do, uh, the words you're using, they're, they're very reminiscent of heart math. And, yes. And yes. also 
transcendental meditation. Do, do, have you practiced both of those? Sounds like you have. Well, I, I haven't practiced transcendental meditation. I, I'm, I know about it. Um, I, I practice other forms of meditation, absolutely. Um, and, and I've studied heart math quite a bit. Um, and I resonate very deeply with the philosophy and have taken some of their training as well. Um, and, and sort of, you know, I, I don't work exactly with their process, but I, I feel what I do is, is definitely aligned with, with what they're doing. And, and I, and I, yes, I do. Um, feel that the language that they use is resonates deeply with me. The idea of, of coherence of the heart that that connects with uh, global coherence as well. And transcendental meditation, especially the Siddha program, like which would be the the advanced program, as it were, also speaks a lot about coherence, and mm. that's what they say happens. And if scientifically shown this to be the case that when the when the body and the mind settles into that meditative state that it enters into a coherence mm. and it's that coherence that brings peace and mm. and also that creativity yeah. mm. but i'm interested though in how you bring that then into leadership how, how does that move across to benefit the bigger say the outer the outer world of, of yeah. Well, there's there's a book that I was studying pretty closely last uh, year called Mastering Leadership um, by uh, Bill Adams and Bob Anderson. They have uh, they have a, a, a worldwide consulting group called uh, the Leadership Circle dot com. They're they're really doing similar work on a very big level. Um, and they talk about uh, consciousness development as a function, or excuse me, leadership effectiveness as a function of consciousness development. So, in other words, the, the, the more that we develop our consciousness through stages of development, the more effective we become in our lives and as a result, as leaders. And so it's, it's a very simple idea, but then the, the practice of it, you know, takes, um, you know, these kinds of practices and also coaching support um, to, to, you know, go from week to week to be connecting with these states of consciousness when we get into that coherence and then engaging and then um, looking at the content of our life from that lens. So, what, you know, we take a few minutes to get into a coherent state and then say, okay, what was your week like, your last week like? You know, what went well? And how is that connected to what's most important? You know, so from a coaching perspective, I, I work with clients to get connected to what's most important in their organizational mission and then in their own lives and how those two are connected. Um, but in order to get in touch with that, what's most important, I don't want to know from their head and from their 
you know, um, you know, their bottom line, so to speak, what's most important, but from the big why, why their work is so important. And, and then from that place, um, articulating what's most important and then finding how can we move forward with that mission and value oriented focus in the real world, you know, still dealing with budgets and, and employees and clients and, and all of those real things, marketing and product design. Isn't all. it interesting though that people are willing to look at those kinds of things now, whereas before, if you mentioned consciousness in business, you know, you were shown the door. There was no yeah. such concept, there was no such possibility that it was always the bottom line and it was always the balancing of the books. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it is an interesting development. And you're yeah. finding that too with a lot of clients in the whole field of the Akashic Records. Right. But I'm curious, Lev, how do you switch people over, especially today? How do you switch business people over or people in general from, you know, the whole survival paradigm that we've been doing for so long to moving into the heart and moving into that place of trusting their inner selves will take care of all the other things too, or, or is it not that simple? Well, I think it's simple, but yeah, simple isn't easy. <laughs> simple and easy are not the same thing. Yes. Uh, you know, it's simple for me and it's still not easy for me to, to always to trust, you know, life as it unfolds. Um, you know, so it's, it's important always to be connected to, to our humanness, you know, that we're, we're, we're all on this journey together. Um, but I think what, you know, what, what your question, you know, we're doing the best that we can. We, I, I want to be doing better. You know, I want to be learning how to connect more with, with, uh, business people from this perspective. You know, I'm grateful for this conversation that it'll be helpful in that way. But I think people are, the real answer that, that came to me when you were asking the question is, the world is changing so much and so rapidly that there's turbulence. People are seeing that it's not working. Business is not working and life isn't working from that holding on perspective and trying to fit the models that we've had into, it's like fitting a, uh, you know, a square peg into a round hole. You know, the, the world is not resonating. There's dissonance yes. with the economic paradigm, basically, that we, that we have with the reality of our converging crises in the world. And, and so, so, so the business people are, are suffering. You know, we're all suffering together. The earth is suffering, the animals and plants and, and the water and the, all the elements. We're all suffering uh, to a certain extent. There's also beauty and, and joy and, and celebration, but there's a tremendous amount of, of suffering right now. And, and um, on, you know, it's hard for me to say that just straight up, but, but it's, it's really important to, to be honest with it. And when someone is having that experience within themselves, um, as a leader, that it's just, you know, 
day after day, you know, at a certain point, people begin to look for um, alternative ways of, of approaching the issues that are in front of them. Yeah, I, th I think we do need to, you know, come into union with each other in terms of the way we communicate and the way we solve problems, you know, like you say, not from the head, but from what's good for the whole, you know, and how can it be a win-win for everybody involved rather than a, well, I only care about myself and my little organization. I do think that is one of the biggest shifts that I see is people need to go from a, a selfish perspective to a selfless perspective where everybody benefits. I'd love to see that in the leaders of the world, even if they could actually get to that place. But that's a big, huge shift, isn't it? You know, from the way we've been doing life yeah, to yeah. the way yeah. the way that's harmonizing. To me, we the earth wants harmony now and cooperation and communication. You know, genuine communication, not... But it is changing. And it, and it is changing in simple but very effective little ways. In our experience, in fact, just a couple of days ago, we spoke with a lady who owns quite a number of acres. And she had been approached by several people who wanted to develop all that land and who wanted to build, uh, I don't know, high rises or, uh, you know, high density building on this beautiful land with magnificent views. And she said no. She actually said no to the money because she didn't, because she had respect for the land. And, and I thought this was a real interesting, very subtle change in people. She's not the only one we witnessed it in, but because others have actually done the same thing. And we find that a very interesting possibility. Whereas just a short time before, it's likely they would have said, oh, yeah, we need the money. We'll sell the land and, you know, and have no, have no respect for what the land might have wanted. And I also think there's a way to communicate. See, you know, because everything is conscious, everything's awake, so is an organization or any sort of a business. It has its own consciousness. And, and I think we don't even acknowledge that. We don't acknowledge a building that we're in. We don't acknowledge, uh, like you say, land. Land will tell you what it wants you to do with it if you just ask. And so will a business. And I think one time we went into the records and we asked Source about spiritual business. And it, it kind of said that it should be an invitation. A business should be an invitation from the heart to invite those who could benefit the most from what you're giving to, to have them come to you. But it's, a, it's not a marketing invitation. It was a heart invitation. Okay, it was, it was really a totally reverse way that we do things in business where we feel we got to go market, we got to go advertise, and we have to convince people why they want what we have. Where Source was saying, if it's a gift from the heart where your intention really is uh, to benefit people, then those that need you will find you. But you have to put the invitation out energetically from your heart to invite them to find you. And to trust that that process works. And I thought that that was a real interesting way to look at that, you know. And I know for myself that the more I can communicate with nature and with any, everything that's around me, it does tell you what it wants from you. And I think that 
how do you run a business like that? It would be nice if you could actually tune into the consciousness of the business and treat ourselves as if we're servants to that consciousness and say, what would you like us to do with you or for you? How do you want us to develop you? Rather than the other way around, you know? That's just my thought. Yeah, yeah. How do you find that sound fits into all of this? Because I think, in fairness, our our listenership and our viewership would be aware of how sound is the originator, as it were, even before light. So how does that concept fit into your idea or your vision of spiritual leadership? Mm. Well, like I said, on a, on a practical level, sound practices help us to get into that heart coherence. But before I go, I, I just want to acknowledge I really appreciated your words. Thank you. Oh, you're right. I know. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Um, so so yeah, on a practical level, it helps us to get into that heart coherence and that connection between our mental and and emotional and heart intelligence. Um, and I, you could say another practical level, which you know is is an, is is an ancient practice. Is, is, is visioning and visualization and uh, journeying. And you could say, you know, also, you know, the, you call, people call it shamanic journeying, right? I don't, I, don't, I don't usually use that language for what, what I'm doing, but that is um, some of the training that I have uh, in, in, uh, from one of the teachers that I study with would help us to use uh, music, he would use his drum and use a very steady drum beat, and then he would guide us to on, on, a, on a visualization to go into different, many different kinds of journeys that we did. Um, but the principle and the practice is to go somewhere in your creative imagination, in what I call your inner landscape. Right, it's a vast reality to go in there and with intention and looking for particular information it's similar to what what you were just saying you ask you know you have a question and and you you ask the land or you ask the consciousness of the business so you could do that and then you you could have that kind of a question and then go into an experience a, a journey using sound and you're going to get valuable information. You know, that's, that's what I have to say over the course of my experience and also working with clients is sound enhances that capacity Mm -hmm. to envision new possibilities. Mm -hmm. And like you're saying, we're not just envision new possibilities, but also to go somewhere in your, uh, in your, your intelligent system of, of your consciousness and to look for uh, information that you're needing that you don't have access to in your surface level mind. And so then connecting it back to what you first said about sound is really a creative element in the universe, the creative element, right? That's what the, there's a, there is a consensus around the world in the spiritual traditions, in the, the ancient texts, right, are all discussing 
or, or, or referencing sound as the creative element. You know, God said, yes. God didn't shine a flashlight, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, there are. In the beginning was yeah. the Word, and yeah. the Word was made flesh. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. We're speaking with Lev Natan. We want to just take a quick break. When we come back, Lev, we want to ask you about any negatives that are associated with this. Now, it's not that we want to come at this from a negative perspective, but when we come back, I want to tell you a story of an experience of a very good friend of ours who's having difficulty with the very thing we're trying to, to, to broach right now. So st stay with us. We'll be right back after this. World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. This episode is sponsored by Twin Flame Hosting. Twin Flame Hosting has been designing and hosting websites since 1993 and is now a leading provider of internet-based web services to large and small businesses all over the world. We also care for many individuals who depend on our quality, reliability and affordable hosting solutions because we know what professional business people need in a hosting solution. Visit TwinFlameHosting.com before the break, we were having a wonderful conversation about spiritual business and leadership and ways to achieve that. And you had put the, you were going to tell a story uh -huh, yeah. about somebody who, who needed help. With yes, so here's, a, here's an issue with a very good friend of ours who is very, very spiritually clued in. And many years ago, his brother had died of a suicide. So he wrote this book, which he hoped would help others understand what suicide was all about and what's been going on in, in the world with suicide. And it has been our own experience, actually, coming from Ireland. A few years ago, we found a statistic that showed suicide was off the charts. It was just crazy. But yet there was nobody had the wherewithal or the understanding around what was going on, why was it happening, why this increase, and what to do about it. Yes, there were some people who were offering coaching and they were offering counseling and various things, but there was still no understanding about what was really causing this. Now, when we came back to the United States after that, we found that the same is true of the United States, but the statistics are actually being squashed for whatever reasons. So it's like as if they don't want people to know that there are a lot of people committing suicide. Now, let's just leave that to the side for the moment. His difficulty, our friend, his difficulty was when he was trying to do marketing for his book and promotion for his book, a lot of the places, and I'm talking about big names like Facebook and, and YouTube and various other big social media marketing organizations, didn't want to touch the issue of suicide. Now, their argument was that, oh, by raising it, we might open the possibility that some young person might commit suicide thinking it's okay to do it. Do you understand? Well, you have to back up to say the gentleman's book was entitled Heaven is for Healing. And he had had contact with his brother who, who took his own life and found that great healing happened with his brother afterwards. You know, he didn't go to hell in other words. Okay, so 
So, so the title of the book is called Heaven is for Healing, but the subtitle was something about suicide. Yeah. And they wouldn't let him come on the air and talk about it because of the word suicide. Yeah. So there was this kind of... Blackballing. Really. Stigma, as it were. Now, the reason I'm asking about this is because I'd love to know from you, from your experience, Lev, in your organization, do you find there's still a lot of negativity like that that's preventing a, a move forward, that's preventing a growth of awareness, that's preventing a forgiveness from taking place? Mm. Do you understand my question? Yeah, I think so. That, in other words, that people are dealing with that kind of well, experience within themselves a, to some degree. I suspect that there's an old-fashioned, maybe a religious kind of a undertone that's not ready yet or willing to deal with these kinds of things. And I'm wondering if you've encountered the same thing. In terms of shifting, I guess. Yeah, well, it's definitely, you know, it's absolutely this, you know, this. these are... Um, this is coming back into um, the, the dominant culture, right? These, these ideas, these practices. Mm-hmm. So they're coming back. They haven't been here because they were suppressed. Right. right? And, and so we have an incredible... Yeah, it's, it, there is a process of the, the you know, the, the, the top being taken off of the, you know, the can of beans or can of worms yeah. type of process. In other words, there's generations of, generations of trauma. I, I, I think you wrote about that in your book. I haven't read your book yet, no? Ahonu, did you? Oh, I did. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah, about trauma and grief, right? Grief, right. Grief. We talked about that earlier uh, our last conversation. A lot of trauma there. So, yeah, right. There, there's, there's, you know, there's, you know, there's every human being living on this planet um, is their ancestors. No matter what they've experienced in their life, whether it's been privilege or, you know, just normal. You know, two car garage, going to school, regular kind of life. We, all of our ancestors have experienced the trauma of having to run from their homes, uh, for their, their communities being, uh, destroyed and, or their lands, you know, being attacked. Um, and that's what our economy and our culture, the dominant culture is is founded, was built on that kind of behavior. Yes, protectionist um, and divisionist. Genocide, the destruction, the, the, the intentional yes. destruction, uh, uh, attempted destruction yeah. of, of cultures and peoples and, 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 and the extraction of resources from, mm-hmm. from land. Um, so that's, you know... In direct, um, uh, you know, that creates it's in direct opposition, in a sense, with a mindset that says the, the everything that, that everything is alive 
and everything is sacred and we need to, uh, uh, you know, speak to our water, you know, and, and, and say thank you, you know, and, 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 and if we say thank you to our water and, and, and really mean it, it actually becomes medicine and it, it becomes healing, it has developed healing properties. So that's a, you know, that's actually being, you know, studied now with science, but that's part of the old tradition of uh, Native people to, to, right. to, to bless the water, to bless, bless the elements in the land. So that whole way of being in the world, to have reverence for each other as human beings, to have reverence for nature, um, what was under attack for, you know, for the last 10,000 years in a certain sense, but specifically the last 500 years of the, you know, industrialization, imperialism. And now, um, there's still people, you know, our president is, is still completely in that mindset. hundred percent. And, um, so, but it doesn't mean that we, 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 you know, lose our focus. Um, and like what we're saying that the times are changing, to the degree to, to the to the degree that um, people are are realizing that um, you know we're we're in a, a mess yes uh, and so there's an untangling of that of that trauma yeah that's a good word to use untangling because I mentioned before the break I used the word negativity and in a way we are untangling that negativity. And when we speak about leadership in the same conversation, another way we've found that untangling needs to take place is, for example, when we talk about traditional business now, there have been several times where we and other of our associates wanted to take credit cards, for example, and the credit card companies if they hear the word psychic, for example, or they hear the word intuitive, or they hear the word metaphysical, they say, sorry, doors closed, you can't take our credit cards, we're not going to do business with you. Now, I haven't seen that kind of thing change, but it is, it is a very good insight into the mindset that says, you know, we only do bricks and mortar business. We don't do spiritual business. Do you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm hoping that that kind of thing will change pretty soon. Have you experienced that in your business? I haven't, ex- I haven't experienced it. Um, directly what you're saying with a, with a, a, a service provider not wanting to work with me. Um, but, but I, I am, you know, I've over the course of, you know, hanging my shingle as, a, as, a, as they say, um, you know, I've been very careful, um, about, the words that I use um, in, in, a, in a way so that so that I can do my best to that the words that I'm using create more bridges and connections between people and not um, create separation. But that being said, it's, it's a journey, you know, and um, it's a, it, you know some people it's, it's it's aren't ready for for what we're doing. 
um, yet. But you know, we we have to just continue to learn step by step. Where there's there's a pioneering quality to being alive at this time and, and having a commitment to you know raise the consciousness and to mature our you know human family you know to support to support that and to be stewards of that of that life so plus i think there's plenty of people who are ready for it and we focus on those that are already just like source said with your invitation from your heart those that are ready for what you have and yeah. Those are the ones you focus on, not trying to convince the ones that aren't ready. So, Absolutely. But, Lev, can we go back to how people can uh, find your your particular organization and the benefits that you provide? How can they find out about that and get in touch with you? Well, my website is themedicinetree.com. So that's the best place, themedicinetree.com. And you can email me and... Uh, Call me and also sign up for my newsletter that I put out, my email list. I do work with organizations, um, like, I, like I'm saying, locally, you know, in, in my area. And then, um, you know, it, nationally, I can, I can travel or also just work with organizational leaders on the phone and to support them to be working with their teams in different ways. Um, and what I have coming, and then I, of course I, I do individual coaching, um, you know, for, for healing practitioners as well and entrepreneurs. Um, what I'm really excited about right now that I've been coming back to is working with small groups, you know, both in organizations and, you know, people that are, you know, healing practitioners, entrepreneurs, people committed to a conscious life um, in, in mastermind circles. So I, I, I started, um, I've been doing this for many years. I, I, a few years ago, I, I was doing a big course with, with 30 people. And then I decided I, my, what I really like to do is work with smaller groups, like four to six people and really support them from week to week to engage in, in practices and have accountability and support. So right now I'm offering a, a mastermind circle that, so I started one in uh, for the springtime season and then I'm starting again, another, another one in the summer season. So it'll be a three month uh, cycle and then it'll start again in the fall. So, so it's a beautiful thing that we do every week. You know, it's a conference call, so it's very simple. You just call in from really anywhere in the world. And it's a very quick one hour for four or five people on the call that we just um, focus first on what am I grateful for? We each share that in this moment. What am I grateful for? And then what are my goals most important things, like I was talking about before, what's most important in my life, in my work, you know, as a whole uh, focus, you know, as a whole human being, what's most important for me? You know, the one to three things in the next three to six months, that those are the things that I really need to focus on. 
we articulate that every week. We speak to it, and it refines itself, and, and we stay connected to that um, sense of what's most important, so we don't lose our focus. And then we ask, what's what did I do in this last week in order to stay accountable to what's most important to me, to be aligned with that? What did I do this last week, and what did I learn from taking that action? So it's really about taking action, right? We have ideas, but then we need to put them into practice. Uh, what's most important in doing that, it takes courage to do what's most important. Right, so that that's the accountability piece, and then we look towards the coming week. You know, what am I going to do this week um, that takes some courage to connect with what's most important with those goals? And then at the end of the call, we we ask him what was inspiring about this call that you heard someone say or you received an insight. So it's a very, and that's, and that's the whole call. And we also work with sound during, on that call to really, uh, with, with humming and deep breathing also. And, and I play the flute, uh, in between so that people can, um, have time to reflect. And so to go into that other mindset we were talking about, right. To really connect with what is most important, what did I do? What am I wanting to do from that heart-centered, coherent place? Um, but it's a very quick call, one hour, um, and, and we keep that energy really strong and and alive and vital. And then it ends, and then we go on, and then I, we see each other the next week. So they're creating a good energy. Are they mostly business people who would attend that online? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Business people and, um, you know, also people who are in their own practice. Um, you have their own healing practice. They're in business by themselves. But I have, you know, a bit, I have a business owner who's, who's in the group and then healing practitioner, um, an entrepreneur and also someone who's, you know, in a management position, you know, wow, in, in a business. So. Now, but, uh, I want to hear the singing. Well, no, I was going to suggest the same thing. You did <laughs> mention the flute. Is that a Native American flute? Or is yes. it like a, a concert flute? No, Native American, a wooden cedar flute. Well, now, wouldn't it be a beautiful thing for him to play us out and uh, let us hear? Can I first hear the tones? Left. Can I first oh, hear the sound? You will, only if you do them with me. Okay. So, so yeah, so so the the humming and the vowel sounds. Um, you know, I've heard these vowel sounds are also you know the the creative elements. You know, the consonants came in. Um, you know, are, are are sort of like the structure, but the the vowels are what what brings the the life giving energy, the vitality to to creation. So you can just take them. We'll do it very quickly. You can close your eyes. It's good because then you can focus on the impact that it's having internally. Then take a deep breath into your belly and lungs so that we create space for then the vibrations to move through. Open the channels. And then inhaling again and exhaling a hum. Inhaling again. 
And exhaling an ooh sound. Ooh. Inhale. And exhaling an O sound. Inhaling. Exhaling the ah sound. Inhaling, exhaling the A sound. Inhaling, exhaling the E sound. And exhaling a hum. And then taking one more deep breath. Inhale. I notice when doing those that there's certain sounds that are strong and certain sounds that I'm having that I have trouble with. Is there a significance to the different vowel sounds in terms of what each might mean? So if you notice like you're weak on a particular vowel sound, does that relate to something? That's a beautiful question. Um, Because you can also listen and feel when you're doing them, where do I feel them in my body? And they're associated with sort of like the chakra system, not exactly, right? Because there's only five, but those vowel sounds correlate to the parts of our body. Like the ooh is for grounding, or the you could say the first chakra, right? The connection to the earth. The O is for the belly, you know, that, and then, you know, the second chakra, the ah is the solar plexus and heart area, you know, open really creates compassion for healing, self-healing and compassion and opening the heart. The A is for expression in the throat, and then the E is, is, is the, energizes the brain. I think about it as right, right in the center of the brain. It energizes the pituitary and the pineal glands. And, you know, it's like, it's better than coffee. If you're falling asleep at the wheel, you do the E sound. I don't drink caffeinated. <laughs> I love coffee, too, actually. I love coffee. But, um, so, yeah, so, there, so, that's, so that's something. So if you're weak in one area, you, 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 then... You know, you can think about it in that way too, and then that's a good practice to, to build that that area. I, I was working with the ah sounds, just the ah sound for for six months at, at one point, just like simple. 
Yeah, I don't know. It seems like we have to, we have to wrap it up. Now. Well, we do want to hear your flute before we go. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Okay, so okay. just say again. So themedicinetree.com is what they find? That's it. www.themedicinetree.com. All in one word. Okay. Super. All yeah, right, I hear you. Next, next time we have a conversation, I'll tell you the the, the connection to the, the symbolism of, of that of that name for my business, the medicine tree. Yeah, super. So let's. Um, I love to to end. You know, everyone that's listening, I want to say uh, thank you to, to each and every one of you for for being here and doing what you do in the world to make it a better place. And, um, yeah, I just want to put it while we listen to the flute to, to be thinking about, um, this vision of heart coherence that each of us have this, uh, energy of love in our hearts that, that ripples out like a pebble in a pond, you know, when, when we're really connected to that energy and it really has an impact. And then, the, the communities and the groups, the families that we're in, when we come together in a meaningful, a positive way with good life energy, then that has an impact also even bigger as groups. And then all together, uh, we can think about that good energy, you know, actually impacting the coherence of our, of our planet. Um, so we can just think about all that connection. While we're, while we're tuning into the sound and sort of as a prayer, in a sense. We want to thank you, too. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. <laughs>